Blog Talk Radio. Phenomenal. 
phenomenal to see. And the response from the community has just uh, just been incredible as well. So again, raising hope, um, sharing ideas and creativity um, is just really cool to see. Before I get um, before I uh, introduce our our guest today, I am going to give a couple of shout outs to people. And uh, the first one is the Alzheimer's Disease International. And they are the Association of All Associations. And um, so if you're looking for an Alzheimer's Association, uh, you can go to ADI or Alzheimer's Disease International, be able to find um, that association that is closest to you. You're also going to get a great global uh, perspective. And um, and and so that's a really a cool cool thing to be able to do, as far as that goes. Um, in addition, there is the Alzheimer's Research and Prevention uh, Foundation, and they uh, do work on holistic um, information. So there you would have um, diet and exercise and meditations, and so. Um, they're just a wonderful resource. They have some educational programs that you can tap into that are free. Uh, there's also the Lewy Body Association and the Association for T Frontal Temporal Degeneration, known as FTD. And if you are having um, issues with those specific types of dementia, I would encourage you to visit those websites as well. Along with the National Aphasia Association, a lot of times people with um, uh, with dementia will have uh, problems with speech. And um, that's just a great, great source uh, for, for you to go to. And aphasia is spelled A-P-H. A-S-I-A, that's A-P-H-A-S-I-A. I also want to um, mention that the Dementia Action Alliance, which is a fairly new organization, and they, um, they have a, um, they're doing a survey. It's going to be up on the 26th here today. And so if you go to alzheimerspeaks.com, right on our homepage, you'll be able to get to those surveys. The survey is for both um, a person with dementia, there's one for, for them, and then there's also one for the care partner on that. And um, who else? I want to shout out to Health Star Home Health. We're, we're working on a really fun scenario, um, and I can't wait to announce what that is here shortly. Um, but I will definitely keep you posted on that as well. So our guests are having a little trouble uh, getting in today. I'm going to see if uh, if Gary LeBlanc is with us. I believe I believe Michael is, but let me see if Gary is with us. Gary, are you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you. I'm just going to check and make sure there Michael is go. still. Michael, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, Michael Ellenbogen is with us too. So these two gentlemen are are absolutely incredible advocates uh, for the cause. Um, Gary LeBlanc uh, is the Common Sense Caregiver, and he he writes a column. Um, but what he and he's written books. Uh, just a phenomenal guy. His dad had 
dementia. Um, but what he is really passionate about right now is he's working on the wristband project for the Purple Angel program. And um, that has just been getting just tons of accolades um, from around the world. Uh, Michael uh, Elbogen is actually living with the disease, and he has been all over the world speaking. In fact, he went to the, the WHO conference this year in Geneva, I believe it was. Is that correct, Michael? Yes, it is. And uh, Michael also works with us on Dementia Chats. Our our key um, and featured guest was, was supposed to be Lawrence Kelly, and we are still trying to figure out why he is not able to why he is not able to beam into us yet. So we're trying to get that all figured out, and, and hopefully he'll still be able to call in. Uh, because Lawrence, if you're if you're not familiar with him, Lawrence Kelly has just been just a huge advocate for the Purple Angel program, and um, he's decided to kind of tell the story and capture it on film, so that we have this amazing firsthand. Um, visual of of where where this global symbol for dementia has flown to. Um, now many people might not, you know, listening might not even know its origins. And so Gary, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and tell people a little bit on on um how it got started. I know you're familiar with, with the background of the Purple Angel. Um do you want to go ahead and give people a little background on that? Okay. Um well, our friend Norm from the UK is uh, one who's really got this originated. Um, his goal of having dementia-friendly communities has just grown and grown on that. So uh, that's how everything really gets started with us over here. Uh, for me, working on the Alzheimer's um, Dementia Hospital Wristband Program, when I originally started this program, my idea was just to use a purple, just a purple band as an at-risk symbol. Uh, comes to find out purple is also the national color for do not resuscitate. So that ran into some legal problems on that. So the icon, the Purple Angel logo, I was using for some first responder training. The hospital was like, well, why don't we use this? And that brought everything all together with the Purple Angel and the hospitals and the wristband together, uh, which has gone extremely well. And especially right now, we're really uh, maybe three more hospitals just this week have contacted me. So uh, we're really on a roll on that. And this is something that's so important because when people go into the hospitals and they're dealing with dementia, living with it, um, unfortunately, this, the confused state is at the highest point right there. Strange faces, beeping equipment and all that. We needed a symbol not to, not to really identify, but just to say that this person is at risk for cognitive issues. And like I said, the symbol we're using in the hospitals, it's not a diagnosis. It's just an at-risk symbol, and that's very important that we keep things on that. So uh, things are going really well on that. We've got the program up and running. It's almost it'll be two years in August that it's physically been running. Uh, we've gone from there on it. Um, uh, Dr. Rosemary Laird, who co-wrote the book uh, with Lisa Gibson, Take Your Oxygen First, contacted me two days ago. She uh, was our uh, first health hospital. Now she's over at Florida Hospitals um, over in Orlando, and they're now interested on it. So that's another good chain that's going to be involved here in Florida on that one. So uh, we're pretty excited about that one, hopefully. We're all in the works. Everything's in the works with that hospital chain, but that's something that will help this state push it a little further. That's where the foreground started right here in Florida, and now we're just moved on. Wisconsin's very, very active on this. We might have two hospitals in Wisconsin coming on, uh, one for sure by the looks of things on it. Uh, the second one just involved this week. Connecticut, maybe two in Connecticut now. So the word's getting out. The small independent hospitals are willing to come on board. It's getting the big chains. If we get enough small independent hospitals involved, the big ones will crack. 
they'll, they'll come on board with us. Yeah. Well, with so, any grassroots effort, which this is, I mean, that's, that's what it takes. You know, it's just those small little increments, and then the big guys see it's not going away, and then they finally will merge together, you know, with things <laughs> and depart. Right. But it, but it does, it does take a while to get things, to get things up and running. Um, I'm going to go ahead and Michael, you know, you have been just a, a huge advocate. I'm going to put you on hold, um, Gary, while I let Michael talk. Um, but Michael Elmbogen has just been just such a fabulous advocate for so many things regarding dementia, but you have really believed in having one global symbol, Michael. Can you tell people why you feel that that's important? Sure. First of all, I'd like to start out by applauding Gary for the wonderful work he has done. Uh, he, he's been a real inspiration for me. But uh, I, I guess it all started for me, I, I don't know now, maybe four or five years ago, way before they had these ambassadors and everything for the Purple Angel. You know, the, the, because I was dealing with people all over the world, I was coming to the point of, I guess, being confused by the amount of symbols that were out there. And it was just really, you know, this person, the association had their own, everybody had their own, and it was all supposed to represent dementia. But that only confused everybody because depending on what part of the world you were in, it it, it wasn't clear. So I came across Norm at the time, and I saw Norm had the Purple Angel. And uh, at that time, there were so many other people that were displaying that symbol uh, around the world versus the other symbols that were being utilized. And people knew about the Purple Angel, but they really didn't know about the other ones. You know, you, you might hear one or two people that would say it, but the Purple Angel to me was the one that most people seemed to know at that time. And this goes back probably four years ago, Lori. So at that time I had approached Norm, and I don't even know if Norm had the intention to make it worldwide at that point in time. I don't even know, to be honest with you. I don't remember. But I wanted to try to get that symbol out to everybody uh, and try to hopefully change uh, everybody to, to make that as common as it was for people having to see the handicap sign out there. I wanted that to be to represent like the handicap for people with dementia. So people with dementia would be able to know that if this symbol's there, they kind of knew about people with dementia, you know, and they supported people with dementia. So I started reaching out to all kind of websites all over the world and, uh, it was a slow hurdle, I will tell you that, when I first got started. You know, a lot of misconceptions out there about this symbol. You know, a lot of people say they don't want to put this out there because it signifies religious. Well, that's not quite true. I went to the re the leading uh, teachers at the biggest colleges to try to get clarification on that, and they came back and told me, while there might be religious meaning in some cases, it's not to completely religious so th that that's where some of the problems are and uh some of the hurdles that we have to go through is re-educating people uh to have a better understanding of you know why we're using it when i use this thing it has no religious meaning whatsoever in fact many people like to represent an angel a as a signal of hope and again nothing to do with religion so i, I think it's very important for people to understand that you know, then again, of course, you always get into the politics of it that I ran into problems with. You know, you, you know, somebody who's already has a symbol 
for them to now try to bring a new symbol, it's like, well, that that's a real problem because they kind of support their own symbol. Well, what they don't realize, and they do realize many of it now, is that, well, what good is their symbol when they're in a different part of the world? It's not going to help anybody because mm-hmm. nobody's going to know their symbol. So that's why it's important while people have a symbol that they also incorporate the purple angel. And when I say the purple angel, I mean the world purple angel logo because then it means that no matter where you're at in the world, if they all know the symbol, they will know to know that that area is dementia-friendly form. People are starting to come around. I will tell you, it's not an easy battle. I've seen some people put it on their website, and because of uh, political pressure, they removed it. But I'm hoping those places will eventually change their mind. Uh, as my God, I think now I think Norm's up to 200 ambassadors. I'm not even sure what the latest count is, but that's a showing of how this movement is becoming bigger and bigger. And while there's people who are trying to stand up and not let it happen, it will happen because they will be the not norm if they don't jump on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, definitely. It's, it is very interesting to see how this is um, all coming together. And the global um, symbol with the angel, I mean, it just shows the strength in it. You know, the global angel is now in over 17 countries. And, you know, it was designed, we have to give a shout out to uh, Jane Moore, who has gone hand in hand with, with Norms McNamara in building this symbol. The other thing people have to realize is this has been a true grassroots effort. This is something that people, um, there's no cost to them. It takes very little time um, to be able to utilize this symbol. And there's multiple ways. The other thing that I love with this symbol is not only is it for businesses, but it's for individuals. And there's absolutely no reason that this um, purple angel symbol um, cannot be as um, profound and and recognized worldwide as the pink ribbon is, which was started by a by a sister who um, you know had cancer and uh, her sister wanted to make a difference. And now you look at the power behind that pink ribbon. You look at the walks, the three day walks people are doing, the funds that are are being raised, the significant changes um, that have happened for you know with the cure and then also support services for that disease. And, and that's I think what we all really want to see um, with the with the purple angel, you know, or uh, as a whole, is to really build this momentum, pull people around the world together so that they don't feel isolated and that they feel that it, it's it's okay. It's okay to have this disease and that they will that they will be supported. Um, if you go, <clears throat> oh, excuse me, <clears throat> a frog just entered my throat. I will get rid of them. Um, not wanted this morning. Um, if you go to alzheimerspeaks.com and go to our about page, um, that is the, the launch pad for the Purple Angel in the U.S. And there you can actually um, read more about the history about it. You can also click to get your Purple Angel package. And I have to apologize because right now, since the parade article, I am behind because we have gotten so many requests from 
people all over, uh, both individuals and companies, wanting to utilize this symbol. Um, but you can you can utilize it, um, you know, by just following a, a simple format. In order to use the symbol, there is also a poster that was done by Norms McNamara um, that's very easy to read and. It, it talks about confusion and checkout lines and spatial awareness and some problems with speech, um, money handling, um, repetitiveness. And these are just, you know, like a paragraph. So this isn't going to take a lot of your time at all. And about the importance of talking with dementia, uh, talking about it and, um, and, and really being part of the conversation. And so it's absolutely critical that, um, you know, that we just have these simple conversations. And once you as an individual um, do that, um, you can go ahead and, and use this symbol. And so, um, you know, we really encourage you to do that. If you're a business, then we want the business to uh, go ahead and have their employees um, read this over um, before displaying the symbol because again we want people to know that it is um, that it is true that people there in the business um, have an actual knowledge um, you know of the disease and again just basic um, the purple angel is not about having all the answers it truly is just about having having a, a basic awareness and not having fear um, about the disease. And so that's, that's, you know, I think what is so cool about this. You can use this as an individual on your Facebook page. If you have a Twitter account, if you're on LinkedIn for business, you can have the symbol out there, your Google circles, any of your social media outlets. If you've got a blog or website, um, you know, feel free to put that on. Um, I know uh, I have it on my email signature, and I know Michael does too. Um, and so, again, it's really about getting people to ask, what is that? Because then you open the door for conversation. Um, if you have personal letterhead or checks, you can use it there. People have talked about putting decals even on their cars. Uh, for it. And then if you're a corporation or an organization, you can still use all those social media outlets, um, but maybe you'll add it to your company letterhead. Um, maybe you'll use it for, um, you know, marketing or promotion. You, the only thing you can't do is utilize it to raise money and, and profit from it. This is really all about, um, you know, pulling together for a greater cause. And, uh, and so that's really the, the cool, cool piece with that. We are still having problems uh, getting Lawrence patched in here. So let me see. We've got somebody else on the line. We'll see if with any luck. Is, um, I've got somebody on a 661 number. And can you say who this is, please? Lori, is that you? This is me, Lawrence. You're there. Lori, how are you? Good. <laughs> Good. I'm so I'm Good so glad you're here. You. We've been filling air a little bit, um, and so I just uh, I'm I'm thrilled that we were able to uh, to get you through. Uh, Lawrence has just been such a huge promoter um, and, and supporter of the the Purple Angel in terms of over in the 
Lawrence, I'm going to let you talk about um, the film and, and why you thought it was important to capture this story. Maybe we should start there. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great point uh, to start on. And good morning to everyone listening. Um, so as we all know, grassroots movements, you know, they do, of course, come and go, but it seemed that this dementia awareness campaign somehow managed to sort of walk its way across water, across language barriers, and for some reason, um, I believe, down to its sort of philanthropic basis uh, and its principles, has, um, you know, captured the minds of many people, an army of volunteers, an army of supporters. Um, and again, you know, this is, this is uh, started by one man, as most, you know, things are. It always boils down to one person having an idea at a point in time when, uh, you know, that idea or that concept was, was indeed missing. And uh, I think that all too often what we do is we remember people retrospectively and we remember organizations, you know, retrospectively. We don't sort of live in the now to appreciate, you know, the good things going on today. Um, and, uh, you know, the story of the Purple Angel is an inspirational one. It starts with, uh, you know, humble roots in, uh, in, in the UK. And, you know, today is a case in point of, you know, just how big of an expansion, you know, it has had. But it's not just about that. It's not just about the, the single organization itself. I mean, yourself, Laurie, and indeed Gary uh, as well, Gary LeBlanc, um, you know, are in effect Purple Angel, you know, ambassadors and leading the charge. But also you have your own, you know, works and what you're focusing on if you take Alzheimer's uh, Speaks, for example. And so the Purple Angel in that respect has, in many ways, broken the mold. It's working with organizations. It's working with people. And I think that's something we need to do more of. I think this documentary will show just how good that is. Um, because ultimately, here in the UK, in the past, we've had cancer charities that haven't worked together. They've worked against each other, in fact. And now it's great. They all work together, and they're making huge strides. At the moment, I think that there is a, you know, there has to be a realization that at the moment our, our dementia awareness campaigners, charities, and everything else, they aren't quite formed into an effective bunch. There's too much of an ownership uh, level going on. And uh, the Purple Angel, for me, I believe its greatest achievement is in its collaboration. You'll see at the beginning of our trailer via our Kickstarter campaign, the fact that, you know, No Dementia have also supported us uh, in that respect. And so, you know, one of the things that I'm keen to show, among others, uh, and to sort of put out a message, if you like, is that we can't spend our way out of these problems. We can't, we can't just, you know, chuck money at Alzheimer's and it's going to go away. But what we can do is we can invest in dialogue and we can invest in information. And uh, I think that investment and that investment of time is something uh, that we need to get more people involved in. Uh, and equally, you know, um, start, start bridging the gaps uh, wherever possible, because all too often, um, you know, uh, we, we just don't seem to sort of really connect on a, you know, on a local level um, on, on about, the, you know, the, the problems with dementia and also, of course, raising awareness to support, you know, the carers or the caregivers, as you, of course, would call them in the state. Very, very important. Um, can you tell us a, a little bit about, um, I know you're filming already over in the UK, and yeah. um, can, can you give people kind of a little bit of insight of, of uh, you know, how that how that went and, 
and yeah, uh, what you're planning on next. So what, okay. where, where we start, we started with Norman McNamara himself, having started the Purple Angel. Um, and we, we laid the, the groundwork by also covering some of the first Purple Angel ambassadors who um, joined the cause in, in the UK. Uh, Tony Hall, Gene uh, Saunders, um, to name but a few. Um, and what we were able to do in there, we were also able to show, you know, the effect that the Purple Angel have had. We're very proud to have met a man called Richard Tarr, who is equally same as Norman, someone you would describe as a local hero. His organization, being the Stagecoach Bus Company down in the south uh, of, of, of England, had signed up to become DementiaWare, you know, Purple Angel accredited. And indeed, they have the Purple Angel on their bus. Um, and we arrived to, uh, to go filming, and we, you know, obviously met with Richard. And it was amazing because he's featured in our trailer. You can see him, you know, uh, doing a small piece in there. But a week before, uh, we went to, to interview him and, you know, got his story, and obviously he has a personal connection as well. He had a customer get on his bus who had dementia. This person wasn't quite sure where they were going, and he, and he picked up the warning signs. He picked it up. He, you know, he'd read Norman's leaflet. He had taken that information, and um, he stopped. The, he stopped his bus, and he hailed uh, down another bus driver, and another bus driver, and another, and you know, going in the opposite direction until one of them, one of these bus drivers, knew who this man was, and then they had him taken home. Now, that type of thing, that type of story. This is something that we can't all underestimate. We can't underestimate the difference that this imparting of knowledge can make to other people when, you, you know, when, when one person digests it and ultimately you know, uses that material in an effective way in whatever work, uh, whatever line of business they're in. And so what we've been able to show is, so far as the roots of the story, you know, who, the why, the where, we've showed the incredible... Um, you know, developments of it also in the UK, but also the actual, you know, real case events that have happened, whereby if this hadn't come about, if this bright spark hadn't been there, then I'd hate to think of the consequences. Now, what I want more than anything is one particular shot stateside, which I want everyone listening to imagine that they're watching this documentary. You're watching the documentary. We don't yet know that the Purple Angel has indeed gone global. Now, obviously, Gary LeBlanc has been instrumental in getting the Purple Angel wristband into American hospitals. So as the producer of this project, the biggest scene that I want shot in the States, not fictional, real life, is partway through our show for Norman McNamara to be looking out to see as we've already got the shots and for the camera to wake up in a hospital in America, but we don't yet know it's America. The, wake, the camera wakes up, the scene wakes up in, in, in a hospital bed and we see the Purple Angel logo on the wristband but much to the audience's surprise, the nurse or the doctor coming in, it's actually an American voice because we are now in America. Now, that logo on that wrist in that hospital with that accent will establish to everyone watching this, both you know, in the immediacy once it's released and forevermore, the incredible expansion of this, this doodle that Jane Moore once described me when I spoke to her about it, this doodle, and indeed we've also covered the original footage of this doodle of the Purple Angel, as Jane calls it. It's more than a doodle, as I'm sure you'll agree. <laughs> but um, yep. it's uh, it, it, it's uh, a very humble lady from Cornwall. Um, but uh, that that for me is um, is absolutely something 
where again, if you take the example of Richard Tarr, where we've, where we've looked at the imparting of information and making a difference, becoming dementia aware and all of that, indeed his company, we also see the other side of the purple angel, which is about saying that, you know, it, it's about how you use this information. It's about how it's pragmatically applied. So, you know, we read stories here in the UK about people walking out of hospitals with dementia. They look, you know, they don't look as if they're lost because, of course, people with dementia, they don't think they're lost. But, you know, as far as they're concerned, they're, they're going somewhere. And unfortunately, you know, um, there's no way for the nurses, there's no way for the doctors to possibly know, including with their, you know, incredibly busy times, if this is indeed a vulnerable adult or not. Because, of course, the other thing that we're going to cover in the story, Laurie, is that, you know, dementia isn't just an old thing. It, it's, you know, it's, it, that is just an absolute myth. I mean, of course, it's, you know, it, it, it's more prevalent in the, as, as, as more you get on in years. But, you know, that, that's just the thing, is that if we don't push this out there, if we don't make more dementia-friendly communities and everything else, then, you know, it, 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 we're, we're ultimately failing the people in our society. And um, that's one of those other things we want to, you know, make clear. Norman McNamara is in his 50s. He has dementia, you know. And uh, I think as well as that, that if we can educate people, education, 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 that, that is the absolute key. So for anyone listening, you can get involved, you can um, pledge in memory of anyone who's living or has lived with uh, dementia and your, your, your loved one's name can be added to the memory wall, which is you know, why we're making this documentary. But what you can actually help us do is to, to help us get those magic shots, which show different applications of a worldwide wide symbol for dementia awareness um, and help us establish just how far this story has come from a English seaside town, Torquay in Devon. And I believe, and I, I, wrote, I wrote this to you, Laurie, as well, um, you know, obviously at the moment, um, everything is all about, you know, business and all of this. But I genuinely believe that at the moment, one of the greatest things that we can be proud of in Great Britain is our community, you know, uh, our, our community exports, if you like, our community values, you know, being, um, you know, uh, sent across oceans and everything else and being matched up in, in other um, areas of the world where people are, are able to add uh, to that. And it's something that I feel incredibly proud of, to be British and the fact that the Purple Angel obviously, you know, originated in, in this country. And um, obviously, in, in, in Great Britain, you know, um, and having also interviewed Norman's mayor in Torquay, Gordon Oliver, who recently has been re-elected. Um, congratulations, Mr. Oliver. But um, it's, uh, it's fascinating because the history of Torquay, you know, the, the, the history of, of Nelson, you know, keeping his ships in the bay and all of this is what, what we spoke about with the mayor at great length. But I genuinely believe, genuinely and passionately believe that in a in hundred years' time, people also say, you know, uh, that the Purple Angel was born here, you know? Um, and it's the same way and in the same vein that in this country, you know, the Great British Legion, which looks after, you know, soldiers who come back from combat and everything else, it, it does incredible work. You know, what a lot of people don't understand about where that originates, that it didn't originate from the Palace of Westminster. It wasn't political. Indeed, it was a, a similar type of campaign started by one very, very normal, you know, person who said, mm -hmm. came back to the war and said, this isn't good enough. We need to do something else about it. And this is what we're seeing, you know, with the Purple Angel at the moment. And this is what we're seeing in its development. 
it's incredibly exciting, and I think it's something that we have to celebrate both in this film, but also allow this film to establish just how easy it is to get involved, just how easy it is to kind of, you know, join the cause, if you like. And, you know, I hope it's going to be a springboard for Purple Angel ambassadors in parts of the world that we've never even heard of, in languages that we're, you know, going to figure out dementia awareness, you know, campaigns and and things for and getting it all translated and, and stickers printed, all the rest of it. Because it's really, it's really incredible. We have a Purple Angel ambassador in, in Nepal, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, uh, yep. it, it's fantastic. And I think in, in that respect as well, you know, as a documentary and as a show, what I'm also very keen that we do here is, as I mentioned and alluded to earlier, we don't seem to really care for our carers in this country. It's it's something that I've been saying for a very, very long time, and I know it's the same in the States with the caregivers. They're often the forgotten heroes of any, um, you know, society. But what what I most want to do is also, you know, following the release of this documentary and various trailers as well, is I want to question conventional wisdom because, you know, we, we've, we've interviewed Norman. We know the situation there to do with um, his good lady, uh, Elaine, who, of course, is partner and carer. And, I mean, to be honest with you, it doesn't really seem as if we, in this country anyway, got the appropriate means of support for people like her, um, both while Norman, you know, is being cared for and, and many years, you know, um, after, unfortunately, he, he, he will no longer be with us. And we send a lot of money to a lot of places in the country. And uh, at the moment in Great Britain, you know, if you go into a supermarket, you'll see that the, you know, uh, discounted uh, food section grows by the day because people have to shop in there. And we send money, you know, all over the place. And uh, we, don't, we, we, just, we just have failed to look after our own people. I mean, that, that, that's, the, that's the truth about it. It's not trying to get political or anything like that. But um, I, I would very much like for a, a debate of that nature to come out of this because genuinely um, my thoughts so far, as you'll know, of Norman being a Prime Minister's Dementia Champion, that's a great honour bestowed upon him by David Cameron, the Prime Minister of Great Britain and also currently re-elected as well. You can't understand dementia by inviting people to Capitol Hill or to Downing Street or to whatever. You, 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 know, you need to go into these people's lives. You need to go into their homes and see what it's like for a day, you know, to live with it and also be the carers you know, themselves. Um, and that is something that I am hell-bent, as I'm sure you can tell on my, by my tone, to make sure we get out there because... It's, uh, you know, it's a, case of, it's a case of telling various politicians and people who can genuinely make a difference. You know, if you're not going to go to these people's homes, then you're mm-hmm. going to sit down, you're going to watch this, and you're going to hear an interview about how someone being a carer actually only gets, you know, three hours sleep a night or everything else, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, that is something that I would be incredibly proud of, and I hope that anyone backing us and supporting this project, you know, we will do it, guys. We will do it. We will release it. It will be you know, out there for all to see it. Any backers, of course, as, as stated on the campaign, will you know, be one of the first people to see it. We will create this dialogue, this, these waves of you know, wishes and, and emotions that we wish to, be, to, to have put out there. This documentary will act as the funnel for that. And, um, you know, as I'm sure you can tell you know, from producing it, um, th- this is something I feel is, is, is a real, real force for good. And it's not to say, you know, it, it's, 
it's not to say, you know, um, that everything's bad or everything's, you know, wrong. But in certain areas where you come across, and it almost seems as if, you know, mental health, particularly in the UK, is sort of the forgotten subject, you know, the thing that you're not supposed to discuss in front of the children and sweep under the fridge. Um, this is something that we need to face up to because conventional wisdom dictates a lot of things, but it seems to not really be listening to the right type of people. We've had hundreds of millions of pounds announced somehow that's going to cure all the mental health problems, but no one really knows where it's going to go. And, um, no, you know, people, people need to see that a grassroots movement with no public funding with no, you know, status to receive funds and everything else, has somehow managed worldwide to spread dementia awareness, change people's lives, improve the quality of life, help set up um, dementia um, memory cafes such as, such as your own, Laurie. Um, you know, th- this type of stuff, if, if we don't show it off, who else will? Yeah, very true. When you mentioned the, the memory cafe, you know, we opened that up in uh, Roseville, Minnesota, and um, they right away jumped on and became a purple angel. And they were so proud. They have they own a coffee shop, and it's 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 a very large coffee shop, um, neighborhood based. And they're so good about promoting things. And again, the memory cafe I heard about through Norms as well. And that has just, you know, those have just spread um, throughout the country as well. Again, a, a grassroots movement and um, has been really, really fun to see. And so they not only have the coffee shop um, become Purple Angels, but um, Arthur's Residential um, Homes. Um, We've got the city of Roseville is now in the process of that through through our movements there. And and I don't know if you're familiar or not, but I, I launched the first dementia-friendly community in Wisconsin, in Watertown, Wisconsin, through the Lutheran Home Association a few years back. And um, Heritage Homes really, um, and Jan Zimmerman kind of headed, headed that up. I was kind of the spark and, and helped them launch. But what was so interesting was when we did um, the event to kind of kick off their dementia-friendly community we had so many people come from surrounding communities, and one of those people yeah. was um, uh, Sue Conkle, who is with the Wisconsin Healthy Brain Initiative, and she yanked me over to the side, and she just said, huh. I love this concept. She says, you know, I what I don't want, she's like, we need to do this. She's like, but I do not want to be in board meetings for two years before we kick this yeah. off. We want to exactly. get going. and. Um, and I said, yeah, that's the whole point is to, to keep this simple, to allow everyone to help and get creative and, and use their own skills and networks to do what they do best and so that they have that passion behind them. And so Wisconsin has gotten really, um, really big on this, too. Um, they're they're very excited. I've done a lot of um, speaking and stuff over there. and. Um, it, it's just been fun, very, very fun to see the, well, the expansion. I think, I think as well, you know, it's the greatest sort of endorsement that you can have is when people from all walks of life say, I get that, and I wish mm-hmm. I wish I had it. They always say, the one thing I always hear, always hear, is I wish I had this when my mom had dementia, or I wish I had this when my dad had dementia. Because the thing is, is that this 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 can affect someone who works on Wall Street 
or someone who sells hot dogs on Wall Street. It doesn't matter what class you are. It doesn't matter what background you're from. It doesn't matter where you live, what car you drive. You know, it might hit you someday. One of your loved ones might well be affected. And, and the thing is, is, is where do you start? You know, where, where do you start? You suddenly find yourself not able to work. You, you find yourself struggling, as I think we, we've showcased very well in our, our little trailer as well, which will demonstrate, you know, what it's like from a carer's perspective. And so, you know, these memory cafes, and again, it's why I want to get the message out there about them and get this, you know, for people to see, is that they provide entertainment to people living in dementia, stimulates their brains, but also the carers get just that little break that they need. Um, and it gives them something to look forward to in the week. And equally as well, it's... Um, you know, a lot of them are free. It's the most yep. amazing thing. People move heaven and hell to make sure they're open every year. Um, Norman, I know, because um, we filmed in the in the the, the one run running talk talkie. You know, I mean, every year they have to raise a certain amount of money to hire the the, the space and you know get everything in. I, I just think it's something truly incredible. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's something that you think would be a great concept, but again, like you're saying, you know, would it would it get past a board meeting, this type of thing? And I think in that respect, you know, if you can't make change, um, you know, to conventional wisdom, then I think you just have to start your own <clears throat> your own thing. Because how is it that a publicly funded, you know, very large organisation in the UK have barely none, you know, drop-in centres, memory centres, etc. But one that has, you know, obviously no funding at all, you know, manages to make loads, including the drop-in centres in the Day Lewis pharmacies in um, the south of, of the UK as well. And again, that, that's been featured by this. So it's not a case of, of, of looking at, you know, where, where other funds go in this country and, and this and that. But as I said, it's about celebrating what, what a bit of, uh, you know, a bit of grit, you know, between the teeth can achieve. Because... If you want to get something done, you know, I always say find someone busy to do it. And Norman McNamara and his team of Purple Angels here in the UK and indeed yourselves, you're busy people and you get things yep. done. Yeah. Now, I, I can't believe this uh, hour is flying by here. I want to um, have you talk about the Kickstarter program and how people can get involved with with sure. bringing your film crew over here to the U.S. so that you can kind yeah. of uh, get that whole thing pulled together with yeah, Norm okay. looking out over the ocean and, and showing <laughs> it spread. So what well, can we're, you we're explain looking... to people? We're looking to come and, and film, you know, the work of Pavlane's ambassadors, yourself, Laurie, uh, Gary, Gary LeBlanc, and also hopefully to cover some of the dementia-friendly uh, cities, initiatives that, that's going on stateside. Um, we need your guys' help to, you know, make that a reality. Um, we've had some very, very, very good support so far, very nice messages, um, you know, received about what we're doing. And obviously, um, we're eternally grateful for everyone in that respect. This is a, a people's project. If you want to contribute or can contribute um, to something uh, that you feel uh, will make a difference, which we we, we, we absolutely intend this, this documentary to, to, to be doing, then please support us via Kickstarter. Check out the pledging section. You can pledge in memory of your loved one or, uh, who's lived or who's living with dementia. And that will appear in our credits 
um, immediately at the end of the show. And there's other sections as well that you can pledge and you can pledge to have your loved one's name, uh, you know, in between the waves and the beginning of the scenes. Basically check out the page and, and, and see. Um, you can view the trailer and you can see exactly what's been shot before. You can understand as well that we're taking this story, you know, in, in its sort of, uh, in its sort of progression. So where we've filmed so far is we've filmed sort of, uh, you know, sort of everything other than the expansion across the Atlantic Ocean. Um, you can help um, us to film in more places to interview more people to tell more stories um, and ultimately enable us to create uh, one of the first, if not the first, documentaries which features dementia on a global scale. It doesn't just focus on it in one area or one province in a state somewhere or you know, in one of the counties here in the UK, which is so often the case. I've seen documentaries on dementia. I've seen the tone that's often adopted with it as well. We're also looking for the positives um, you know, Laurie, I read your um, blog about, about your um, mother and about how, you know, obviously the celebration of life and everything else. Uh, we, we're not going to make a documentary which is going to be anything other than, you know, upbeat, seeing the positives, celebrating things along the way. Because, frankly, if you don't, then there's no way to, 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 to beat this. You know, um, we have... People living with dementia are still the, you know, they're still the same people. They're just not always there all the time. Um, and uh, if you allow us and support us to tell this story, we will represent, you know, what you're about. We will absolutely make sure um, that we further establish the Purple Angel Network to get stronger and stronger from allowing this documentary to be a springboard for it to continue growing. And what we will also do, without doubt, is if there are any carers out there, um, we will raise the profile that there isn't enough support for you. We will do that. That is a mission statement. That will go on long after this documentary is finished because the old saying is seeing is believing. And um, we will make people believe because we will capture it on film and uh, it will make its way to the right people we believe who can ultimately look at that and say, okay, well, that isn't working. Because at the moment, to continue as we are is the easiest thing because it requires nobody to really do any work. We need to wake up certain people in government offices about the lack of support for carers, about the lack of funding for carers, about the lack of community projects such as these memory cafes and no money going towards them. We need to spark a debate here. And you can help spark that up and I would be very very grateful to anyone who can pledge share get in touch reach out because ultimately we're doing this for you we're doing this for people who've lived and are living with dementia and their carers and um, we take it very very seriously it is not something that we're just doing for a bit of fun we have a mission statement in mind and um, with your help we, we will achieve all of these things well, you know, it's really exciting. You know, you talked about, you know, pulling kind of the globe together. And, um, you know, we have the, the G8 Summit. And I kind of look at this as the people's, you know, um, global movement. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't have a number behind it. But it would be neat if they would, if they would incorporate that into what they're doing because 
Um, you know, sometimes things get so complicated, and that's what the beauty of of this whole thing is is the simplicity um, in which people can participate. You know, yeah. at, at whatever level. And so, like you said, if people can't, they don't have the funds. You still may have connections. You still may have a social media that you can push this out to. Um, all of that helps. Um, and that's 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 what's worked so nicely with that. Now you can go to alzheimerspeaks.com on the home page and find out more about the Kickstarter program. Um, there's also a, a blog. We'll have the radio show. We'll push it out with that as well. Um, but if you go to Kickstarter, um, if you go to filming the Purple Angel Dementia Campaign, you should be able to find that by by yeah. googling that as well. And uh, well, if you if you mm-hmm. if you search dementia on Kickstarter, you'll find us as well. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to pull Gary back in here. Um, Gary, do you have it posted on your website as well? No, what I'm going to do is actually today, if I get the chance, I'm getting ready to walk out the door for a speaking event. I'm going to do the whole trailer and put a link right to the Kickstarter, right on the the homepage of commonsensecaregiving.com. Okay, that that will be. We we did send out a newsletter blast last night on it, so we, we got things running on it. And, uh, yep. Lori, if you want to join us, we're going to do a Dementia Roundtable this Sunday on it. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. What time is that at, Gary? Uh, for you, it would be 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Okay. Yeah. I'll, 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 try to, I'll try to make that. And, um, okay. uh, Michael, again, I want to include you in on this conversation. You have just been such a big force in terms of raising awareness with this um, and, and getting to – to key people and really appreciate your your efforts as well um, with the movement. It it takes all of us from all different all different angles and um, it's just it's such a critical critical piece. Is there anything else that you wanted to add, Michael? No, I just think that if we uh, just continue down this road, and I think uh, with Lawrence's help, I think it's just going to help drive this to the point that eventually everybody will put this symbol out there and uh hopefully this will become the standard symbol around the world absolutely and i think i think as well you know on the sort of ownership level obviously you guys have a a slightly different look on the purple angel to what we have in the uk you have the world symbol behind it um i think that is uh the exciting part as well would be to see again the same way that we say you know the purple angel was born you know in uh the uk in in torquay the Another great angle would be if the Purple Angel worldwide, you know, was was really launched, uh, you know, from from America, you know, from our, from our American cousins, if you like, um, because naturally, you know, the ownership of those campaigns, ultimately, they're with the people who are in those countries, uh, and that's one of the the, ba- the the great successes of it. You can't sit in, you know, an office in London and make something, you know, that will, you know, go worldwide because we don't necessarily have the values you know, the community values and the local knowledge. And so that's one of the biggest strengths. So, you know, this this is able, you know, to go to a place like Nepal or America or Great Britain or Ireland or Spain or Germany, of course, as we know it already is. You know, loads and loads and loads of countries. Language knows no barrier. If you want to get involved, create more dementia awareness, there's a, you know, as long as you can uh, provide the literature and, you know, translate the writing and the, 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 the instructions and things, then, you know, we're a goer, and I think that's awesome. 
Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's going to be fun to watch, that's for sure, and fun to see. Can you just mention um, some of the, the levels quickly? We just have a couple of minutes left here, but um, sure. that people can get involved in, Lauren? Yeah, of course. Well, you can get involved between, um, you know, anywhere from uh, 10 pounds, and you couldn't, well, it's, uh, well, the equivalent of sort of like 20 bucks, all the way up to, uh, uh, I think it's a thousand uh Six hundred or seven hundred dollars because it could convert into pounds uh, from pounds to dollars, obviously. So you can, you know, for for the for the lower level, um, you can, you know, uh, support us and be in the memory wall. For the sort of intermediate level of of, of pledge, you can um, support the, um, uh, the 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 names in between the waves and that type of of thing at the beginning of the credit. So at the beginning of the documentary, your loved one's name can appear. You know, in, in the rolling credits that you you'll see at the beginning of of the trailer via the Kickstarter link on Gary and Maury's um, websites and 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 obviously emails, uh, you can see that. And then you know, going down the 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 pledge list, but the at the other end of the spectrum, you can have your loved one's name uh, and image appearing in between uh, one of the one of the scenes. Um, and again, you can see on Kickstarter the amount of of um, you know pledges that are available in each category. So in the in the names between the wave scenes, you know, it's sort of under ten uh, places available on the memory wall. Um, the at the end of the, the, the just immediately up the end of the show, there's three hundred of those available. And to have your loved one's image uh, in between scenes, there's there's two of those available. So um, you know, check it out, share it, um, get in touch. Uh, let us know uh, exactly, you know, what what this documentary means to you, because this is also something that I can take and show with, you know, my crew uh, when I drag them out of bed at horribly early hours of the morning to go and film. Um, but this is why we're doing it, and that so far has been a real, real support because, you know, this project initially was backed on Kickstarter, uh, and we come back to Kickstarter as, as the community, you know, that that supports from the beginning. This wouldn't have got made, if I'm being honest with you, Laurie, by commissioning officers here in the UK, because it, you know, obviously seeing is believing is the first thing, but equally, you know, uh, we, we just, it had to be made independently. You know, we would have sat in a meeting in boardrooms and everything else for probably about two years before we got anywhere, um, you know, near the level of saying, okay, yeah, go, go shoot that. And so, we're, yeah. we, you know, we're going independent. You're backing okay. an independent venture and independent filmmakers. Wonderful. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Lawrence uh, and um, and Michael Ellenbogen and Gary uh, LeBlanc. We're looking forward to getting this film done. And um, if you are, I also just want to mention if anyone is interested in getting involved in a clinical trial, check out the Alzheimer's team, and you can actually help reshape uh, treatments as well. Go to alzheimerspeaks.com. You'll be able to see the um, Kickstarter program right on our homepage, or you can always go to the About page and click on the section that says Purple Angel. Have a blessed day, and I hope you join us to make a difference to shift caregiving from crisis to comfort around the world and utilizing your own talents and creativity to make peace in the world. Thank you.
Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.